Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Storms for Turkey Day Getaway. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Tuesday, November 21st. Glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. If you're hitting the road or taking to the skies for Thanksgiving, a sprawling storm is poised to create travel headaches. A gunman who opened fire at a Walmart outside Dayton, Ohio, has taken his own life after wounding four people. Reports say Israel and Hamas are still negotiating a pause in fighting and a hostage release, but there's no final agreement. And deciding whether Black Friday is worth it. You know, when do I actually, you know, hit, put it in my cart? When do I actually wait? And I would say right now we are in the midst of it. We are in the thick of the best deals, so you can feel good about you know, making that purchase, you know. But yes, a lot of deals have been, they've been throwing the word Black Friday at us for, for weeks and weeks now. Bridget Carey at CNET on where the best bargains are for Black Friday. Authorities in southwestern Ohio are trying to understand why a gunman opened fire at a Walmart last night, wounding four people before taking his own life. Police in Beaver Creek, a suburb of Dayton, say the gunman died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound and no responding officers fired their weapons. The identity of the suspect was not immediately released. The conditions of the four injured people were unknown. Beaver Creek Police Captain Scott Molnar says no motive has been established. At 8.35 approximately this evening, a um, male shooter entered the Walmart at 3360 Pentagon Boulevard in the city of Beaver Creek, Green County, Ohio, and began firing shots. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, the FBI, and the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives were on the scene assisting. A spokesman for Walmart said it was heartbroken, adding the retailer is working closely with investigators on the scene. Beaver Creek, by the way, is a city of around 46,000. Overseas now, Reuters is reporting that Hamas feels it's near a truce agreement with Israel even as the deadly assault on Gaza continued and rockets were being fired into Israel. Also, a Hamas official told Al Jazeera TV that negotiations were centered on how long the truce would last, arrangements for delivery of aid into Gaza, and the exchange of Israeli hostages held by Hamas for Palestinian prisoners in Israel. Details reportedly will come from Qatar, which is mediating. Hamas took about 240 hostages during its terror attacks in Israel last month that killed 1,200 people. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin speaking in Ukraine. Hopefully at the end of this, uh, you know, this will transition into something that provides good governance for the people of, uh, of Gaza and, uh, and addresses uh, the underlying causes of instability. Meanwhile, Israel is shifting the focus of its military campaign to southern Gaza. The Wall Street Journal says Israeli forces have largely succeeded in taking control of northern Gaza, but they've only partially destroyed Hamas's military and have not captured or killed many top leaders. If you're traveling for Thanksgiving, Mother Nature may have a say about what time you get to your destination. Stormy weather could upend plans for tens of millions. For those, uh, those in the south hoping to get an early start to their journey, dangerous storms are sweeping through Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama last night and today. The Weather Channel says the system could also bring golf ball-sized hail. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says airline delays are better. It's much lower than last year. It's lower even than before the pandemic, which translates to millions more people getting to home or getting to work or getting to their loved ones as expected. As the storms move through the Ohio Valley, they'll bring considerable rain from Detroit to Nashville and along the Gulf Coast. 
That same system will then make its way farther east, impacting portions of the Mid-Atlantic and the Northeast. Gusty winds and heavy rain are in the forecast with the worst of it coming late today and tomorrow morning. Hey, it's Gordon Deal, your personal HelloFresh holiday helper. Seriously, make your holiday festivities stand out with HelloFresh with over 45 scrumptious recipes that will impress at your party. This season, indulge in the joy of cooking made simple. HelloFresh delivers right to your door so it's convenient and saves time. And with the very specific step-by-step instructions from HelloFresh, it's easy for someone with zero kitchen skills like me to follow along. Make it the tastiest holiday season yet with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets me ditch the store run. No stressing about running back and forth or worrying about forgetting something. Their farm-fresh and pre-portioned ingredients make cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free and use code Gordon Free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free with the code Gordon Free. Unleash the tasty seasonal flavors from America's number one meal kit. Order HelloFresh today at HelloFresh.com slash Gordon Free. Hey, glad you're with us. Welcome into Tuesday. Former President Trump and President Biden appear to be headed toward a rematch, despite polls showing many voters are not satisfied with the current options for president. Experts say this could create a political environment in which more voters decide to sit out next November than in past recent elections. Here's Jared Gans, campaign reporter at The Hill. Jared, what are we seeing? We've seen for months that polls are showing that a lot of voters, they don't want former President Trump or President Biden to be their nominee. Both seem likely headed for their party's nominations, but a lot of voters are very frustrated with what's likely going to be the 2024 matchup. So there's some concern uh, the experts voice that the frustration could cause more voters to just want to sit out and not participate in the process. Uh, 2020 was a historically well-participated election. It had one of the highest, uh, highest voter participations in modern history. But a lot of voters, they don't want to see a rematch of 2020. So they could decide they're going to sit out. They're going to look toward a third party to uh, avoid the two main party nominees. Boy. Okay, so what's changed, I guess, uh, from 2020 to now, where there was so much enthusiasm ahead of 2020 versus today? All right, absolutely. It's Oh, it's... A lot has changed, and they say that a week is a long time in politics, so uh, the, some of the issues that we're talking about now could, of course, change. But uh, it's it's been a while. The, there's been just a lot of uh, dissatisfaction, a feeling of wanting the parties to really move on from both President Trump and President Biden. I guess uh, as experts weigh in here, I mean, who wins if voters decide in a significant amount to sit out. Right, well, it's unclear. I did speak to one Republican strategist who said he felt that if it ends up being a lower turnout election, that former President Trump would likely be the beneficiary there, that a lot of voters in 2020, they came out because they wanted to vote more so against Trump than in favor of Biden. And he said he feels there's less enthusiasm for President Biden now than there was at this time four years ago. And the, there's no base that is so loyal to a single political candidate that we've seen in modern times like former President Trump. Um, that said, Democrats have expressed optimism that 
given over the course of the next year, more voters will be aware of the binary choice between President Biden and former President Trump, and they will be willing to come out and vote for President Biden, um, and that the numbers, which have somewhat looked somewhat concerning for President Biden, they will improve over the next year. Hmm. We're speaking with Jared Gans, campaign reporter at The Hill. His piece is called Voter Frustration could be key to turnout in 2024. Uh, as you point out in the story, like excitement normally drives turnout. Um, something like abortion, is that still going to be a driving force a year from now? Right, it definitely could be. We've seen in the aftermath of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, there have been about a half dozen states that have held some sort of referendum related to abortion, in terms of allowing it more or restricting it more. And all of those elections have really been strong voter turnout, a lot of enthusiasm. And in every single one of them, the side in favor of abortion rights has passed. And this could be a source of hope for Democrats that even if a lot of voters are not pleased with President Biden at the top of the ticket, there are likely going to be other states next year that are going to have referendums on abortion. And that could be another way to get voters to come to the polls and vote in favor of abortion rights. And once they're already there, they Democrats would hope would go down the uh, ticket and vote for President Biden and other Democrats. Wow. So generally speaking, it's it's a incumbent versus newcomer that would draw people to the polls in a presidential election year. Right. So I uh, spoke to a lot of uh, people on Democrats and Republicans and professors of political science, more neutral observers, um, and they all agreed that at the end of the day, President Biden and President Trump are both very well-known figures. It'd be hard-pressed to find someone who doesn't already have an established opinion on both of them. So a lot of what determines 2024, it might not be, am I going to vote for President Trump or am I going to vote for President Biden? It's about, am I going to participate? And uh, my mind's made up, but am I going to go to the polls and press the button for whoever I am voting for? Yeah. Is it too far out still to try to measure that? It's it's certainly difficult, uh, as as pl- a lot of uh, political analysts will say. A year is a very very long time in politics. Yeah. Thanks, Jared. That is Jared Gans, campaign reporter at the Hill. Nineteen minutes after the hour on this morning, America's first news. Here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Hamas's political leader says his militant group in Israel are close to reaching a truce agreement despite ongoing hostilities. Another Hamas official said ongoing talks are focusing on an exchange of women and children held by both Israel and the Palestinian militant group. That would mean Palestinian women and children held in Israeli detention also being released. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. We believe we're closer than we've ever been, so we're hopeful. Uh, but, uh, but there's still work to be done, um, uh, and nothing is done until it's all done, so uh, we're, we're going to keep working on this. Israel has not responded to the comments from Hamas. Number two. A panel of judges in a federal appeals court said only the federal government, not citizens and groups, 
can sue under a key part of the Voting Rights Act, effectively gutting the legislation in seven states. The ruling, which applies to Arkansas, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota, found that only the U.S. Attorney General is able to bring a suit under Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. The vast majority of Voting Rights Act claims are brought by private citizens and civil rights groups. The ruling is sure to be challenged, likely to the Supreme Court. Number three. A Navy plane flying in rainy weather overshot a runway Monday at a military base in Hawaii and splashed into a bay. Marine Corps spokesman Orlando Perez. There are zero casualties. There were nine personnel on the aircraft. Everyone aboard was rescued. Perez had no information about what caused the aircraft to go off the runway. It was cloudy and rainy at the time. Here's a shot for Smith. He's got it! They're going to mark him at the one. Joe Buck with a call on ESPN as Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith of the Eagles exacted a bit of revenge for their Super Bowl loss. By downing the Chiefs 21-17 in Kansas City last night, Hurts overcame a poor start and a cold driving rain to run for a pair of touchdowns. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes was held to 177 yards passing with two touchdowns and an interception in the end zone. Have we gotten reaction yet from Taylor Swift since Travis Kelsey fumbled last night? She's in South America. Okay, so nothing yet. Not yet. Nothing. We'll wait to see. Thank you, Jen. Are you on the fence about making a big purchase on Black Friday? Here's guidance from Bridget Carey, senior editor at CNET. Bridget, seems like every day has been Black Friday lately. Oh, yeah, it started in October. I don't even know what, what day it is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> at, least, at least it's more like uh, it's at a point because retailers are so competitive, especially this year, that not only have they staggered the sales and stretched them out, but you're sitting there as a consumer going, wait, is, is it now the best deal? Or, or, you know, when do I actually, you know, hit, put it in my cart? When do I actually wait? And I would say right now we are in the midst of it. We are in the thick of the best deals. So you can feel good about, you know, making that purchase, you know. But, yes, a lot of deals have been, they've been throwing the word Black Friday at us for, for weeks and weeks now. Yeah. Are there particular items that you feel, based on your experience, that are, better to pursue on Black Friday than others, or kind of, does anything go? You know, you're seeing a lot of different types of deals. Obviously, if you're looking for something, just go for it, but I, but this is the time for the big ticket items, and it's always the time for the TVs. It's always the time for the tech. Black Friday becomes, like, the the, the biggest discounts we see all year round for, for technology. Sure, you hear about Prime Days and stuff like that, but this is the hottest stuff right now. Um, more than usual, I'm seeing some really, really good deals on Apple products. Um, and not just like things that are really old, but yes, the older ones are getting big discounts. But even things that came out just a few months ago, we're seeing deals on like the new Apple Watch. I would say the iPad ninth generation has probably one of the best deals. Uh, it saves about 100 bucks and it's gone for $230. Televisions. Um, the best TV. You, you, want, you want your home to be like the movie theater. LG, go with OLED, they knocked off $900 on their C3 series OLED. This is like what we rank as like the best picture quality. It's still going to set you back about $1,600. But if you want the best of the best, you're saving $900 at least on Amazon. That said, it's hard. It's hard as a consumer. There's so much uh, jargon out there on what TV is which. So you have to do more homework than you used to. Right. We're speaking with Bridget Carey, senior editor at CNET. We're talking about Black Friday hacks. So what about uh, comparing here if we're going to be a smart consumer? What do you recommend? Okay, well, 
There are a lot of tools out there. There are tools like uh, being able to install a browser extension that kind of like tells you when you're on that checkout page, like, does anyone else have this item for cheaper? But you can get hit with so many of these sales now that say, you better act right now, right now. And you get so caught up in the like, oh, it might sell out. I better hurry that you're not doing the simple thing. For me, do the simple tool that you know the best. Do a Google search because now Google has it set up where you put the product name in there. It'll just tell you, yeah, it's at this at Best Buy, this at Target, this Mm -hmm. at Macy's, whatever it is, whatever you're looking for, right? So you can at least, you know, go in going, oh, did I really get the best deal? Because, because right now, especially retailers are kind of staggering all the deals, you know, it's good to kind of just take that moment, take a breath and do the quick little search to see who really has it best. But yeah, there are browser extensions if you're savvy to do that that can just kind of sit on your desktop browser and kind of do it as you go. Mm. What about returns? I feel like, uh, I don't know, we, we've lost some muscle here as consumers. I'm seeing fees for returns and such, right? Oh, that's another area that um, you kind of have to just do a quick glance but while you're checking out because sometimes they can extend the return window. You know, they, they know that you're probably buying something for a gift, and so a lot of times uh, a big box retailer might say, yeah, sure, you can return this in January, but if it's an Apple product, you might not be able to return it at the same time as a non-Apple product. So there are some little exceptions there. Thanks, Bridget. Bridget Carey, Senior Editor at CNET. Now more than ever, where you get your news matters. Start your day with the facts. This is America's First News, this morning with Gordon Deal. Hey, glad you're with us. Welcome into Tuesday, November 21. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. Israel's prime minister is so far resisting pressure to eliminate the Hezbollah threat on the border with Lebanon. A gunman injured four at a Walmart outside Dayton, Ohio. Sheets is dropping the price of unleaded gas to a buck ninety-nine a gallon through next Monday. Wall Street Journal says Amazon will train at least two million of its workers on AI skills by 2025. Eagles over the Chiefs in Monday Night Football and the dog who found a forever home after his shelter described him as a one-year-old jerk always ready for a bar fight. That story in about 20 minutes. For divorced parents of minor children, the holidays are always a complicated puzzle. Holidays require a separate custody schedule, usually agreed upon in advance. Things to consider from Amanda Riemann, family law attorney at acremanlaw.com. Amanda, help us out. Well, I think any time you're dealing with children, most parents are hoping to avoid any unnecessary hardship to that child. And while they might have their children's best interest in mind, they might not have a contract that specifically governs how to deal with the holidays. The holidays are coming up. We've got Christmas, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and if not worded properly, instead of it being a happy time, it can be a time of confusion and chaos. All right, so what do you recommend then? Just get something in writing? I think that the saying is, say it, forget it, write it, regret it, but not when it comes to child custody and visitation. Let's talk about written notice. What does written notice mean? This day and age, it can be an email, a text message. You don't have to write a letter and sign it and send it to your spouse, but if there's going to be a change to a pre-planned visitation day, we need it communicated between the parties and how far in advance. A lot of people travel during the holidays. Uh, Are we removing the child from the state? How far are we going? What kind of trip are we looking at? And surprises, nobody likes. Man. All right. So I I can only assume that uh, you and the firm, I mean, 
you get like emergency phone calls on a, on a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or a Hanukkah? Gordon, that's exactly what happened. So ring, ring, I've got a problem. And most likely it revolves around what? is the difference between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So we agreed that I would have Christmas Eve and he would have Christmas Day. Well, does that mean that the children are going to wake up at your house on Christmas morning? Or does that mean Christmas Eve ends at 7 p.m.? Or does Christmas Eve end at 7 a.m.? It's very important to have established times and be clear so that the children don't suffer as a result of your miscommunication. Man, we're speaking with A.C. Riemann, family law attorney at acremanlaw.com. We're talking about managing the holidays with the kids when you're divorced. I can't, I mean, I don't know what this is like, but I can imagine so relationships are just so fractured that, that communication's at a minimum. Then, then what do you do if, if like the... If the, if the mom and dad just don't speak or, or can't stand each other. Well, I tell every client to treat the relationship like a business transaction. And as sad as it may seem, if you treat it like it's your job, because it is, parenting is a job, co-parenting is a lifelong job, then you're less likely to say inflammatory things. Why? If you say something inflammatory at your job, you're going to get called into HR. The same mm. thing goes for custody of visitation. If you're saying or doing inflammatory things, you're going to get called into court. Make sure that you're straightforward, you're to the point, and you leave the emotions out of it because at the end of the day, you need to be able to put your children first. Yeah. All right. So give me, uh, obviously without names, uh, like a, a bad scenario you encountered trying to manage something like this well i had a bad case where it was the middle of the night and a child says mom my stomach hurts well she had to rush him to the emergency room what ends up happening hey he's got appendicitis his appendix needs to come out well he and her did not have in the agreement what would happen in the event of emergency medical care so you want to be very specific too that if you're traveling and something unforeseen happens it won't require both parties written consent in this case she had to wait until dad woke up to get his permission for the child to be operated on before he could proceed yeah so if it's not of utmost importance now don't wait until it becomes a matter of life or death So that could have been taken care of by something in writing? That absolutely could have been taken care of, uh, something in writing about consent, that back to that written notice, an email, a text message, if anything happens. Emergency medical care won't require both parties to consent because both parents want to be on the same page as far as where are we going, where's where's Johnny going for Thanksgiving this year? Where's Johnny going for Christmas? Who's going to be at the Christmas Eve party? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the health and welfare of that child, it's got to be acted on. It's got to be acted on fast. Thanks, Amanda. Amanda Riemann, family law attorney at acremanlaw.com. 20 minutes in front of the hour on this morning, America's first news. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, we know that eating out costs a lot more than it used to, but it's still reasonable to expect that you could get a sandwich from Subway for under a thousand bucks. That's why an Atlanta area woman did double and triple takes at her credit card statement after finding out she was charged over $7,000 for a number four Italian from her local Subway. Vera Connor said that at the end of every week, she do 
dutifully checks her credit card statements and knows that her order normally costs about $7.54, but she was charged nearly a thousand times more than that. Vera says she thinks she knows what happened when prompted to leave a tip on the payment screen. She thinks she accidentally entered her phone number, thinking it was the prompt for her to collect her Subway rewards points. She thought it would be a simple fix, but Vera told local TV she's been working for a month to get the charge reversed to no avail. She says the Subway store manager repeatedly refused to discuss it with her, and she received a denial letter when she disputed the charge with her credit card company. Finally, after the uh, the story aired on TV, Subway responded and said that they were processing the chargeback. What? Oh, my goodness. Like, I mean... The, the store manager is just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, what? Like, nah, I can't I can't deal with this right now. The store manager refused to discuss it with her? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there. That's unbelievable. Like, if, if you're, you're just making store- it up or something? Yeah, like, if you're I mean, the, she if brought you're- in the receipts, I'm sure. I had all the proof. If you're the store manager, yeah. don't you go right to headquarters? I mean, you On her so. behalf? There's somebody you, I'm sure you can elevate that to, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, be different if like it was uh, seventeen dollars on a six dollar sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a bit of a overcalculation, but yeah, there's this a, is ridiculous. Yeah, there's got to be a process to go through. This, yeah, you know, and then when that situation comes up, not the first time I'm sure someone has disputed a charge or right. or you know made a mistake typing on that that stupid screen. Yes. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. And there. then the credit card company wouldn't help. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's crazy. Yeah, that ought to get called out too. Yeah, <laughs> I oh agree. Bad, bad customer service all around I, from everybody. I thought you were going to say the sandwich, however, came with a diamond necklace <laughs> worth six thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars to go along with her five-dollar yeah. sandwich. That certainly would have been Jeez. helpful. And uh, we know that the food on airlines isn't always the highest of quality, but rarely do they admit that to you in flight. Business class passengers on a recent China Eastern flight were left confused by one of the appetizer ingredients listed on the English version of the airline's food menu. Underneath the smoked pepper beef and vanilla shrimp, passengers would also be treated to imported dog food. The menu was posted on Reddit where people were quick to point out that it was most likely a translation gone wrong and the flight crew was likely likely not going to serve you a plate of dog food. Others were intrigued, saying that the dog food might be better than some of the other food they've been offered while flying. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I, I think what largely went missed here, and, and let's assume this is a, a translation issue, uh-huh. is the fact that a couple of spaces down under entrees yes was thai curry seafood i see so so you're kind of excited so, about yeah. this so you put up with uh maybe a little bit of dog food yeah. as an appetizer yeah, or listen. at least maybe give it a shot yeah, if it knew it. you'd be getting that thai curry uh, yeah. uh later on yeah so if i'm gonna go with the appetizer that's the imported dog food listen if it's imported i mean i mean yeah this might be quality stuff i mean i probably yeah. i'm probably i'm assuming there's gonna be heineken on that flight i'm probably going with a heineken okay out of a can <laughs> In the plastic cup on go. that flight, because I'm not sitting in first class, yes. so I'm in coach with my legs squeezed. Apparently, uh, yeah. Chinese food. Uh, apparently, Heineken pairs the best with I, dog food. I think so. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with it. That's good, that's good then, to know for my then, next flight. And then, followed up, Eastern. and then followed up with the Thai curry seafood. Thanks, Mike. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? 
The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for being with us. No one enjoys waiting in long lines at airport security or suffering through a departure lay, but some airports do a better job of making those miseries less miserable. The Wall Street Journal put together a list of the best U.S. airports. Orlando and LaGuardia have recently opened new or renovated terminals with lux amenities. An especially popular feature of MCO is the Hyatt Regency in the main terminal building. The hotel has an outdoor pool and visitors can access rooms with day passes. At LaGuardia, there's a 25-foot-tall water feature in the redesigned Terminal B. Every 15 minutes, it puts on special shows featuring music. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. The days before Thanksgiving, among the busiest of the year for travel, are expected to see severe weather that could affect holiday plans for millions of people heading to see loved ones. A powerful system will move east over the next few days, bringing heavy rain and strong winds to the eastern half of the country, which could affect travel. This man is trying to make his way from LaGuardia in New York to Florida. I'm sure it's going to be a nightmare. There are tornado watches in effect across parts of the southeast. Number two. A gunman opened fire at a southwestern Ohio Walmart last night, wounding four people and then apparently killing himself. Beaver Creek Police Captain Scott Mulner says the man walked into the store around 8.30 and began firing. Injured four victims. Uh, The conditions of the victims right now is unknown as they were all transported to area hospitals for treatment. The gunman died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. No responding officers fired their weapons. Number three. A federal appeals court signaled Monday it would affirm but potentially narrow a gag order imposed on former President Trump in the criminal case, alleging he conspired to overturn his 2020 election loss. A three-judge panel expressed skepticism toward the argument from Trump's lawyer that the gag order infringed on his First Amendment rights and core political speech. Judge Bradley Garcia. We have a past pattern. When the defendant speaks on this subject, threats follow. And now he's making similar statements again. We're months out from the trial. This is predictably going to intensify. The panel indicated it could reduce the order scope by allowing Trump to publicly attack special counsel Jack Smith, who was overseeing the federal prosecution of the former president while maintaining a ban on criticizing witnesses and court staff. If you're driving over the Thanksgiving holiday, you'll see the cheapest gas prices in three years. AAA says a national average for a gallon of regular is 3.31, down 36 cents from a year ago. The average could hit 3.25 by Thursday, which would be the cheapest price on Thanksgiving Day since 2020 when the pandemic crushed demand. Gas has dropped below $3 a gallon in 11 southern and midwestern states. 
All right. Thank you, Jen. Six minutes now in front of the hour on this morning. America's first news. A cute, fiery, tiny tyrant of a dog made quite the name for himself after the Texas animal shelter that took him in made an online plea for someone to adopt him. Cheryl Heineken, executive director of the Humane Society of Wichita County, made a post about Eddie the Dachshund mix. She wrote that the one-year-old dog is a jerk who weighs 17 pounds but backs down from no one. USA Today, she even says she even added a curse word saying Eddie is a blank and used the poop emoji. According to the Post, Eddie hates other dogs. She said he'd likely have a Bronx accent if he could speak (laughs) and would be great in a bar fight. He scares the big dogs in the shelter at 17 pounds. Apparently, the honest review worked. Eddie was adopted just a few hours after the Post. Linda Brooks and her daughter drove a few hours from Cleburne, Texas to get the dog. Well, so far, he's escaped twice. Family had to chase him throughout the neighborhood. He's able to slip out of his collar, so the family is getting him a harness. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.